0: Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to episode 92 of the Talking Fires podcast. Ben Thadden, your host here. Uh, today, to start off the week, we'll be talking about Framno Reyes and his fit on the Padres and kind of looking a little bit back on his, uh, his, you know, being traded to the uh, Indians, now the Guardians, in 2019. And how that trade obviously worked out. Excuse me. Worked out or not? Didn't work out uh, for the Padres. Um, and this all is kind of, you know, started uh, by some things that happened on his Twitter and uh, his likes that he had on his profile. Uh, Fran Mill obviously was a fan favorite for the Padres. And but over the weekend, we'll just get right to it here. Thanks for joining. Uh, Fran Mill has. His uh, Twitter activity has been interesting. He posted an Instagram post uh, about just, uh, it says hungry for more in the caption was one of his posts. And so just does he want to be here? And it seems like he does, you know, on, to- on the Talking Fires Twitter here for the audio people, you can look that up. We're showing it right here uh, for the YouTube version on YouTube. uh Fran Moraes has liked an article about the Padres needing to trade Eric Hosmer uh, by the East Village Times. Now, I don't want to take shots at the East Village Times, but it's kind of like, no, duh. Yeah, of course he needs, you know, he wants to be, he needs to be traded. Like, Hosmer obviously has like a zero war. Uh, he just doesn't contribute much to the the roster on the field. His defense has got worse. It's like he hits ground balls almost every time it seems like the second base or strikes out. Um, His clutch, he hasn't been as clutch, you know, since 2020, it seems like. Um, So he right now, obviously, the contract's a big barrier. But this article that Fran Mill liked, it was kind of like, no, duh, of course, Hosmer should be traded. Like, I don't get why I write that, but. Um, I guess you gotta find something to write about. Um, but moving on to just Franwill liking this article, um it's kind of weird. Uh it's kind of like Franwill's being a padre fan. So that kind of just spurs the conversation of does Franmill want to be a padre? And it seems like he does, right? The Padres are gonna be in a better situation going into next year than the Guardians are in Cleveland. Um Cleveland obviously traded. Uh, Francisco Lindor, who is you know, the face of their franchise. They've traded Kluber. They traded Trevor Bauer. They traded Clevenger to us. Uh, they've traded pretty much everyone uh, except Jose Ramirez. And so they don't look like they're going to be a playoff team. Um, but I think that it's interesting uh, that Franmil liked this kind of. He's pretty much being a Padre fan, uh, liking the tweet. You know, everyone, every fan wants Hosmer to be traded and i think that uh him liking it obviously he agrees it seems like um and if hosmer is traded you know that could open a dh spot a first base spot a corner outfield spot just if hosmer's traded you don't know what how preller is going to fill out the roster and that could open a move for a power hitting outfield bat in a trade i'm not saying that fred morales is coming I don't think he will, uh, but I just think it's really interesting, and I've seen it on Twitter and all the reaction. Everyone's saying, come home, Fran Mill, because he was a fan favorite, and just this episode is kind of like just looking back on the trade and obviously just saying that, you know, Fran Mill fits on this team, and it's unfortunate that he's not on the roster because a lot of problems for the Padres would be solved. Uh, But Fran Mill, no doubt, fits on the Padres. Uh, It's just unfortunate that he's just not on the team. And so let's kind of just get right into looking back on the trade and what he would do for this team right now if he was still on the team. Uh, You know, there's obviously not a whole lot to talk about during the lockout. And when a former Padre likes a post uh, about the Padres needing to trade Eric Cosmer, his former teammate, it's it's noteworthy, but there's I don't know what to take from it, but it's still noteworthy and something to talk about. Um, back in 2019, I liked the trade at the time. Uh, I think I need to mention that because I know you're going to hear a lot of people talking about how this is one of the dumbest trades Preller has, move, has done in his Padres tenure as general manager, and it's not uh, helping the team right now. And while that's you know pretty obvious. I do want to make sure and state it for me, at least, that I liked the trade at the time. I was okay with moving on from Fran Mill because of what they were getting back, assuming that this player, which I'll get into, was going to be a Padre for years and years to come and be in the starting outfield for years and years to come. And Obviously, this was before Trent Grisham was in, uh, in a Padre uniform, traded to the Padres, uh, before the 2020 season. So I was thinking Trammell might be the center fielder of the future. Taylor Trammell, obviously the guy that the Padres traded for uh, the prospect in the Reds organization. Remember it was a three-way trade with Fran Mill going to Cleveland. Yasiel Puig, I believe uh, uh, Bauer going to Cincinnati. So there was a lot of moving parts in the deal, um, but Fran Mill was dealt to Cleveland. Padres got back Taylor Trammell um, and This trade obviously doesn't look good, but again, I did want to state that I liked the trade at the time. Before getting into it in hindsight, I liked it because of the player that the Padres were getting back. You know, we didn't know that the universal DH was coming in 2020 during a COVID season. We didn't know what COVID was. We didn't know that a universal DH was going to come probably like it will be in 2022, and Fran Mill's not good at defense, so it was like, hey, Trade him to an American League team. He can DH there. Good for him. And we can get back a star outfield prospect because that's what Trammell was. Uh, he was hitting home runs in the Futures game, which is, for those that don't know, during All-Star Week, the top prospects in baseball play against one another. And Trammell was hitting home runs uh, in Washington. I think he took home the MVP of the Futures game that year in 2019. That was right before he got dealt. Um, so, yeah, it. I was excited about getting Trammell. Uh, I think I wrote an article for a site I used to write for about it. And I liked it um, again, because I didn't think Fran Mill fit the team wasn't great at defense. Uh, and we were getting back Taylor Trammell, who I thought was going to be the center fielder of the future play here at least five, six years on that major league contract uh, be a top of the order bat. Uh, but the Padres gave up on him and then just flipped him to the Mariners in that Austin Nola coming to the Padres deal uh, where the Padres sent Ty France and Tremel and Munoz, uh, who else did they send? Uh, but anyway, they got back Nola, they got back Austin Adams, Dan Altavia. Uh, so that deal just has not worked out for the Padres, uh, and it's really unfortunate that. In, if I were Preller, I even in that point I wouldn't have given up on Tremel and I definitely would not have traded uh, Ty France. Now I know that Tr- Nola was getting. I'm pretty sure I liked that deal from what we were getting at NOLA, but obviously in hindsight, that deal's terrible. Um, I didn't like giving up on Ty France, and then obviously Ken Rosenthal reporting, I think last year that in 2020, Preller told Ty France like two weeks before the deadline that we want you here and we're going to build here with you and you're going to be a part of our future. That obviously didn't happen. That was a lie. Um, And so, yeah, it's unfortunate that, one – that the Padres gave up on Trammell, that they, he didn't play even one full minor league season with the Padres. That's what makes this frustrating for me. I like Trammell. Again, I'll keep saying it. I love Trammell at the time and he could still turn into something. He's probably going to be a fourth outfielder for the Mariners fourth or fifth outfielder. I think uh, when he consistently gets big league time and consistently, you know, finally gets up to Seattle for good, um, because they do have a really talented outfield, young outfielders led by Julio Rodriguez, I think is his name. Mitch Haniger's in there. So they have a talented outfield. Um, but, yeah, Trammell, I would have liked. I didn't want to give up on him. I wouldn't have give, given up on him. I know he struggled in Double A, I think, with the Sod Poodles um, at the end of that 2019 season. Again, 2020, though, that they didn't have a minor league season. They were playing at the alternate side at USD i wouldn't have given up on him you know you trade you traded for a top prospect in major league baseball not just the reds organization i think he was the reds top prospect but in at least outfield obviously um you don't give up on a top prospect like that to get back a catcher um who doesn't who isn't known for power uh and some relievers like i I wouldn't do that um especially when Trammell was going to come cheap because he would still be on the rookie deal. So this has kind of moved into a Tremel thing for me, but in terms of Reyes, uh, if you're, especially if you're just going to flip him to the Mariners, like you did. So they essentially traded Fran Mill for Dan Altavia, who's had knee problems for Austin Adams, who set a record for hit batters last year. Uh, who else was there? Um, uh, Nola, obviously, who's had knee issues, injuries, hasn't has really done nothing. Um, I mean, just having Kiratini as the catcher and even bringing up Campusan or just signing Jason Castro again or something on a one year deal would have been better in hindsight from what Nola produced last year. So they essentially, again, Nola was the big guy in that. So let's just say that they essentially traded for Nola and gave Trammell to the Mariners. You know, they traded Reyes. Uh, for Nola. Like that's essentially what they did because Tremel got flipped. Um, and so obviously right now that's really bad. Uh, if I could redo this trade based on obviously everything that I'm talking about, obviously I'd redo that if I were AJ. Uh, but obviously you can't do anything about it now. Uh, Tremel there's, there's, I mean, Tremel would have been an option. I keep going back to Tremel I know, but Tremel I really liked and Tremel would have been an option at least off the bench this year in the outfield. And now, They need, you know, the Padres wouldn't have had to trade uh, Espinoza at the trade deadline for Marisnik. You know, they would have had Trammell maybe on the bench there as an option. You know, there's just things, other things that happen uh, because of this deal. Trammell would be a bench outfield option going into spring training. Obviously, if that trade, that Cincinnati trade or that Cleveland uh, Cincinnati Padres three-way trade didn't happen in 2019, Reyes would be a 30-home-run guy option, and that would solve a lot of problems for the the Padres. I want to share my screen here for the YouTube audience, but the audio audience, I'll explain. um, You know, a big reason why this would be a success for the Padres. One, like I mentioned, 30-home-run track record. 2019, he hit 37 home runs combined with Cleveland and San Diego, Fran, Fran Mill did. 2021, with Cleveland, he hit 30 home runs, drove in 85. He drove in more runs in 2021 than he did in 2019 when he hit seven more home runs than he did in 2021. So you're getting a 30-home run guy, and guess what? He'd be on the roster, and the Padres wouldn't have to go fishing for a Chris Bryant or a Nick Castellanos. Would they do it? Maybe. But they might, if Friendman was on the roster and they had that those 30 home runs, maybe they'd be more inclined to bet on a Will Myers, Trent Grisham, and Tommy Pham outfield again bounce back years a little bit uh, and just bring in a bench one year, Jock Peterson type bench outfielder who can platoon Uh, that might still happen, but they're going to, they're now big name hunting uh, for a Castellanos or a Bryant to fill a role that in terms of power numbers, that Fran would have done. And a big reason why, you know, this, this is going to cost Seidler, Peter Seidler, the owner, Ron Fowler, just the ownership, Preller in terms of, you know, payroll room and stuff. Is Fran Mill's salary 2022? He's getting paid three and a half million. That's like nothing, uh, compared to what the Padres will have to pay Chris Bryant or Nick Castellanos you know, 20 25 million dollars, maybe 30 million a year, at least front loaded. Um, that's a big gap. That's a 20 plus million dollar gap that you could have just paid Fran Mill if that 2019 trade obviously didn't happen to be or DH or be an outfielder. Uh, and you know, bring a Marisnik back or something for defense or for defense. Um, there's just so many different scenarios where you'd be saving a whole lot of money. Fran Mill isn't a free agent until 2025. And so this goes, he'd be on the, on the Padres with power numbers, not getting 30 million a year for the Padres prime world series contending run, at least on paper. And so, so many problems would be solved uh, if the Padres and I'm, uh, as I'm saying this right now, if the Padres kept Fran mill and didn't make this twenty nineteen move, I'm showing Fran Mill in twenty nineteen hitting this home run uh to beat the Braves four to three Fran mill went three for four that day Paddock earned the win. I mean, so if Paddock can bounce back, that would be huge, but that's another topic uh, but just so that's really the topic of this episode, the meaning of this episode um you know. A lot, of, a lot of problems would probably be solved if Fran Mill was on the team and that deal then wasn't made, you know. I don't I don't have any ill things towards, you know, Austin Nola or anything like that, but he just hasn't really worked out. 2020, he was fine, but he's more of a hit-for-average guy, not a whole lot of power. I like Nola at the time of that deal, just like I like Trammell at the time of that deal. But obviously, in hindsight, you know, you'd rather have Fran Mill, especially if Trammell was just going to get flipped uh the Padres I don't I don't like them I didn't like them just giving up on him not even having him play a full minor league season um and then obviously getting Nola back I mean what what has that given you obviously they didn't get out of the NLDS in 2020 then he had an injury you know filled year in 2021 and now Preller brings in Jorge Alfaro uh and you don't know if he's going to start a catcher, if Caratini's going to steal some more of Nola's time. So Nola might just end up getting traded for a prospect who we don't know about in a deal, you know, that a team's willing to bet on him. And so just all of the chain reactions that happened from that 2019 trade, uh, it just has set the franchise. I don't want to say set the franchise back, but you don't, you know, you'd like to, you would have liked to add Franville for 2020 when he could have DH'd. And hit some home runs. Um, you could, obviously, you want Fran Mill. You'd rather have Fran Mill as a DH probably next year uh, than Hosmer if that has to happen, if they don't get Nelson Cruz. Obviously, assuming a universal DH is implemented, or you're gonna have to give Cruz one year, you know, seven, eight million, as opposed to the three and a half million. You save, you know, five million there. Um, well, there you go. I mean, just little differences, little things here that could help the team obviously the big thing is if they had Fran Mill they probably wouldn't be so in on Chris Bryant or Nick Castellanos and have to probably overpay for one of them uh and front load that contract with you know 25 30 million dollars a year instead they have someone for three and a half million a year this next year so this coming season so that's pretty much the episode I know you can't go back but Seidler um Seidler is definitely going to be feeling it in his pockets if they do end up getting a Brian or a Castellanos, which full transparency, I would be excited for. Uh, obviously those are better overall players than Fran Mill, but in terms of money saving, being able to spend in other areas, um, it, it would just be a whole lot easier if Fran Mill was on the team. So episode 92, we should have another interview coming up this week. Thank you so much for listening on uh, podcast versions, uh, watching on YouTube. And if you ever – If you have any topics, any questions you want me to talk about on here during this lockout, just let me know and we'll get to them. Thanks again for watching. Until next time, let's go Padres.